Welcome to City Harvest Sermon Podcast. Coming up is a word from Pastor Bobby Chow. I want to start by recapping some of the things that Pastor Kong has been sharing with us. Now, these past weeks, Pastor Kong has been sharing with us about the Kingdom of God. In Matthew 6, 33, Jesus says, Seek first the Kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things that you need shall be added to you. You see, God is a good God. He wants to bless us, to give us a life and in all its fullness. But we, we must first seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness. You see, our priority and our aim in life is Christ-likeness and intimacy with God. Amen? As such, we must pay attention to the life of the Spirit within. Especially in this season, God is calling us to meet with Him and to hear His voice in the place of silence and solitude. Today, I want to share with you from Luke chapter 5 on, how, on responding to the call of God. In Luke 5, 27, it's an interesting story. In verse 27, it says, After these things, he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax office. And he said to him, follow me. And he left all, rose up and followed him. Then Levi gave him a great feast in his own house. And there were a great number of tax collectors and others who sat down with them. And their scribes and the Pharisees complained against his disciples saying, why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus answered and said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. So here, we see the story of Jesus calling Levi, a tax collector, to come and follow him. Now, who is a tax collector? You see, in Bible times, tax collectors were hated by their fellow Jews. They were considered to be traitors who sold their services to the Romans. They would rob their own people for personal gain. Tax collectors could not serve as witnesses in court and were excommunicated from the synagogues. Now, they were considered the worst sinners who had no conscience whatsoever. And Levi was such a person. Now notice, that's when Jesus saw Levi. He was sitting at the tax office. And, and although there was a huge crowd pressing around Jesus to hear him, Levi was still sitting in his office counting his money. You see, Levi was indifferent and had zero interest in Jesus. But however, Jesus had a completely different attitude towards Levi. Jesus did not call anyone from the passionate crowd of people that day. Instead, He called a self-absorbed, hopeless Levi to come and follow me. Unbelievable! But you know what? What's even more shocking was that Levi immediately left all, rose up and followed Jesus. 
Wow! How can such an incorrigible person change so suddenly? Well, friends, first of all, you must understand the drawing of God. The drawing of God. You see, John 6, 44 tells us that no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. You see, no one can come to the Lord by his or her own will and ability. By ourselves, we are blind and incapable of seeing, knowing, or choosing God. In fact, Matthew eleven twenty seven, 27, Jesus says, No one knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. You see, unless the Lord Himself draws us and reveals Himself to us, no one can come to the Lord. This is God's sovereign doing. You see, the word draws in Greek is the word helko. It means to draw by inward power, to lead and impel. In other words, it is God's grace and power working in our hearts that draws us, leads us and urges us to follow Jesus. Now this drawing is like a knocking on the door of your heart. Just like what Revelation 3 verse 20 tells us, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. You see, when, when you feel that tugging in your heart, you must open your heart and follow Jesus. Hebrews 3 verse 7 tells us, Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you will hear His voice, do not harden your hearts. Yes, today, the Holy Spirit is still speaking to draw you to Jesus. When you hear His voice, do not harden your heart. You see, without this drawing, without this calling and knocking in our hearts by the Lord, we are lost. You may, think, you may be thinking, I am rich, I have prospered, I need nothing. But you do not realise that you are wretched, poor, blind and naked. And like Levi, even in the very presence of Jesus and seeing the excitement of the crowd, he was still unaware and unmoved, obsessed only with the pursuit of money and success. But the moment Jesus caught Levi, it became the turning point of his life. Levi immediately left all, rose up and followed Jesus. And from a terrible tax collector, Levi became one of Jesus' 12 apostles. Oh church, you must give attention to the drawing of God. You see, Pastor Kong has been urging us to pay attention to the life of the Spirit within in silence and solitude because this is where transformation happens. You see, recently, someone asked me an interesting question. He asked me, Pastor, how did you come to church? 
How did you end up in? How did you come to Christ and how did you end up in church? Now, as I was answering that question, I was once again reminded of the grace of God that continues to draw me. You see, I came from a non-Christian family and grew up worshipping idols. I didn't have Christian friends then and never heard of Jesus. I first came into contact with Christianity while I was in secondary school. A classmate gave me a small New Testament Bible. Now, I accepted that gift because I didn't want to reject something from a friend. However, I brought the Bible home and I started reading. And the more I read, the more I got interested in this Jesus. So one day, I asked my friend, I said, if, if there, there were any classes in a church that I could attend and get to know Jesus more. So she gave me an address a time and told me, if you want, well, you can visit a cell group meeting, but I won't be there. I said, okay. So on a Saturday afternoon, I took a bus to 41A Amber Road. I had a lot of apprehension because logic told me that I shouldn't be there. Firstly, I had no idea what the meeting was all about. Secondly, I didn't even knew anyone there. But yet, I felt a drawing, a drawing in my heart. Now, during that meeting, I was deeply touched by the presence of God. I wept and wept. That day, I gave my heart to Jesus. And since then, my life has been totally transformed. Now, as I reflected, how did I come to Christ? How did I end up in church? I realised that from the beginning until now, it has always been the drawing, the leading and the urging of God in our hearts. It didn't come from me. And I thank God that I did not ignore the tugging in my heart because if I did, I wouldn't be here. You see, friends, unless God draws us, we cannot come to Him. As such church, we must give attention to God's drawing. You see, most of us are too busy. Too busy to stop and give attention to God's drawing. C.S. Lewis said this, most of us miss our cues repeatedly. You see, we fail to notice what God is saying and doing in us. Church, we must make time and give God space to draw you and speak to you. Amen? See, when Pastor Kong came back almost two years ago, one of the first things he said to me was, Bob, you are too busy. Now, I kept those words in my heart. And I prayed to the Lord. I said, Jesus, I don't want to be too busy for you. Then COVID happened. Now, the pandemic caused massive disruption and pain to our lives and economy. It disrupted our church ministries and missions. But because of this lockdown, I couldn't travel for missions. I had a more routine life. 
I got to sleep on the same bed every day and wake up at regular hours. Now, every morning, I can wake up early and spend at least an hour in prayer and worship. And then I'll read the Bible. I realized that the more I do this, the more I become aware of God's drawing and His presence. I would often pray Song of Songs, chapter 1 and verse 4. It says, draw me away. We will run after you. The King has brought me into His chambers. I'll pray, oh Jesus, come and knock on the door of my heart again and again. Draw me. Bring me into your presence, into your secret chamber. Because in your presence is where revival and transformation start. Amen. Oh, draw me away. We will run after you. Now notice, first, there is the drawing of God. But second, there is a running after you. Now this brings me to point number two. You must respond immediately. What? You must respond immediately. Now notice, how did Levi respond to Jesus? You see, originally, Levi was sitting. But when Jesus caught, immediately he rose up. Luke 5, 28. In Luke 5, 28, the Bible says, So he left all, rose up, and followed him. Now, when we read this passage, it seems like Levi left all his possessions, gave up all his assets and savings to follow Jesus. However, as you look into the next verse, look at Luke 5, 29. It says, Then Levi gave him, gave Jesus, a great feast in his own house. And there was a great number of tax collectors and others who sat down with them. Now notice, Levi still had a house and he gave Jesus a great feast, invited a great number of friends. Now this was costly, very expensive and required many servants. Yet, Levi had the ability to do it. So, so what does it mean to leave all and follow Jesus? Well, friends, it has to do with the disposition of your heart. Remember Jesus said this? He said that the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is not about outward observances. The kingdom of God is the rule of God in our lives. You see, previously, money and status ruled Levi's life. They directed his way of life, how he made decisions. Even if he had to betray his fellow countrymen, he would do it. He would say, let people call me whatever they want because at the end of the day, money is power. Money makes the world go round. However, when Jesus, when Levi heard Jesus calling, he repented immediately. He left all. You, Levi had a complete change of mind. Turning away from every wrong action, 
attitude and thought that is contrary to the rule of God. You know what? Levi did not negotiate with Jesus. He was unlike the Old Testament prophet Elisha, who negotiated with Elijah when he was caught. Remember? Elisha said, Please let me kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow you. But for Levi, there was no if, there was no but, there was no then. Levi's response was immediate. He followed Jesus unconditionally. Unconditionally. Levi's response was unlike Simon Peter's, who when he met Jesus, responded by saying, Oh, depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. You see, Levi's response was one of absolute surrender. He had nothing to hide. He came honestly, absolutely giving Jesus all his fears and sins. Remember, he was the worst sinner. How about you, church? What about you? When Jesus calls, what is your response? Is Jesus the absolute ruler of your life? What is reigning in your thoughts? Is it lust or greed? What kind of attitudes and emotions predominate your heart? Is it anger or resentment? Are there secret sins and bad habits that you are hiding from your family? Oh, church, come honestly. My friends, come honestly and be completely open before Jesus. If you hear the Holy Spirit calling you, drawing you, drawing you to repent, do not procrastinate. Do not be lethargic. Respond immediately. If you sense Jesus knocking on the door of your heart, and drawing you into greater intimacy to spend time in prayer, silence and solitude, respond immediately. Be like Levi. Amen? See, recently, Cindy shared with me a passage in Song of Songs from the Message Bible that really touched me deeply. Now, Song of Songs talks about the relationship between the man and the woman, which depicts the relationship between Christ and the believer. So it's really a relationship between God and us. Now in Song of Songs chapter 5, Song of Songs chapter 5, now here in verse 2, the woman was speaking, now speaking about, speaking of the believer. Now the believer said this, verse 2, I was sound asleep. But in my dreams, I was wide awake. Oh, listen, it's the sound of my lover knocking, calling. So notice, the believer heard the knocking on the door. It was the Lord calling. Now look at the, the, the response from the Lord, the man. Now the man speaking. He said, let me in, dear companion, dearest friend my dove, consummate lover. So here the Lord 
wants to come in. He knocks on the door. But look at the response of the believer. The woman, verse 3, responded and said, But I am in my nightgown. Do you expect me to get dressed? I am bathed and in bed. Do you want me to get dirty? Now, very often, we are just like this believer here. We hear Jesus knocking on the door. But we say, Oh, Jesus, can you wait? When I finish what I want to do, then I come to you. Let me fulfill all my ambitions, get all the money I want, and achieve all my goals first. Then I promise, I promise I'll give you all the time you need. Sometimes we respond and say, Jesus, I'm not ready. Let me indulge a little more, a little bit more in the pleasures of this world. I promise I'll come back to you afterwards. Just like the response of this believer. But look at verse 4. Verse 4. But my lover wouldn't take no for an answer. And the longer he knocked, the more excited I became. So the Lord kept knock, knocking. He kept knocking. And as the Lord kept knocking on the door, the believer's heart was stirred. He got excited. Or, or she got excited here, right? Verse 5. I got up to open the door to my lover, sweetly ready to receive him, desiring and expectant as I turned the door handle. Verse 6. But when I opened the door, he was gone. My loved one had tired of waiting and left. And I died inside. Oh, I felt so bad. I ran out looking for him, but he was nowhere to be found. I caught into the darkness, but there was no answer. Oh, friends, Song of Songs is telling us don't take our relationship with God for granted. Don't take our relationship with the Lord for granted. Do not, do not ignore Jesus knocking on your heart. Don't ignore. Today, if you will hear His voice, do not harden your hearts. Respond immediately. Respond immediately. You see, church, this season, in case you still have not realised, God is calling us to give attention to our spirit within. To give priority to Christ's likeness and intimacy with God. Let us respond to Jesus and do not delay any longer. But see, Pastor, there is a price to pay. Yes, there is a price to pay. There are areas of sins and bad habits which you need to deal with honestly. But you know what, friends? It is worth it. It is worth it. You see, Jesus said this. He promised in Mark chapter 8. Look at verse 35. Jesus says, for whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life 
for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? You see, if you surrender your life unconditionally, completely to the Lord, there are at least three powerful benefits that Jesus promised here. Number one, for your own benefit, for your own benefit. Look at verse 35, right? Jesus says, whoever loses his life will save it. You see, yes, like Levi, following Jesus means you will have to give up the wrong sinful lifestyle and surrender your will totally to God. But the reward of eternal life surpasses the losses. Jesus promised us in John chapter 10, verse 10, I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Jesus has come to give you life for your benefit. But then there's a second incentive for others' benefit. For others' benefit. Look at Mark 8.35. It says, Whoever loses his life for the gospel's sake will save it. So notice, it is for the gospel's sake. Now, when you think about the story of Levi, remember, the first thing Levi did when he followed Jesus was to invite all his tax collector friends to meet Jesus at his house. What was he doing? He wanted them to hear the good news. You see, in fact, Levi's other name is Matthew. Matthew. He is the author of the Gospel of Matthew. This guy, tax collector, Levi, he is the author of the Gospel of Matthew. In fact, the name Matthew means gift of God. Gift of God. Wow. You see, originally, Levi was hated, condemned by his Jewish people. But God turned his life around to become a blessing, a gift of God. His gospel of Jesus became the good news that brought salvation and healing to millions of people for the past 2,000 years. Church, if you respond to Jesus, what God did for Levi, He can do it for you. But then, there is a third benefit, a third benefit, and that is for Jesus' sake. Jesus' sake. You see, look at Mark 8. Verse 35 again, it says, For whoever loses his life for my sake, for Jesus. You see, the first benefit of having our lives transformed and blessed is good. The second benefit of us becoming a blessing to others, wow, it is great. But nothing compares to the third benefit which is to gain Christ, intimacy with Jesus. 
Philippians chapter 3, Apostle Paul wrote a very touching passage, a few, two, couple of verses here. The Message Bible puts it this way. Paul says, Yes, all the things I once thought were so important are gone from my life compared to the high privilege of knowing Christ Jesus as my master. Firsthand, knowing Him firsthand, everything I once thought I had going for me is insignificant. Dog dung. I've dumped it all in the trash so that I could embrace Christ and be embraced by Him. Wow. Church, you know what? There are so many things in my life that I thought were important. Places to go to, right? goals to accomplish, the bucket list of things to check off, to do, which I thought were significant. But compared to the privilege of knowing Jesus, you know what? They have become as trash. Now notice, Paul calls this a privilege. Privilege. Why? Because the drawing and the calling is only from God. It is His sovereign doing. Without His knocking on the door of our heart, without His invitation, no one can come. No one can come. May my life, may my life's highest privilege be that I can embrace Christ and be embraced and be embraced by Him. You see, church, the Christian faith is not about the outward religious observances and traditions. It is about an intimate relationship with God. You see, I didn't come to church to join a religion. When I first accepted Christ 32 years ago, I didn't know that my life would change. That was not what I was thinking when I stepped into 41A Amber Road. How would I know? I've never read the Bible. I don't even have Christian friends. When I first accepted Christ, I didn't know that there's such a Holy Spirit, that the Lord is the Spirit who comes and dwells in me and wants to work in my life to remove the uncleanness and then day by day change me in, to become more and more like Christ, to have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. How would I know? I didn't know. When I first accepted Christ, I didn't know there's such thing as the Great Commission where you have a destiny to win the Lord, save souls. I didn't know that the Lord would send me to preach the gospel, that we'll pray for the sick, bring healing to the sick. I didn't know. I didn't know that we'll become a blessing to people. You see, all I wanted 
was Jesus. The reason why I accepted Christ. Because all I wanted was Jesus. I wanted to give up every sin. I wanted to give up all the uncleanness in my life. Anything that's standing in the way. Because all I wanted was Jesus. I wanted to put aside everything that would distract me during those times was my computer games, endless outings with friends. I rearranged my life. I put it aside. Because I want to have destiny. I don't know. I didn't know such thing as destiny. How would I know? But all I wanted was Jesus. See, when Jesus draws you and when He comes knocking on the door of your heart, respond immediately. He is our greatest reward. He is our greatest reward. Levi left all, rose up, and followed Jesus. He immediately, the Bible says, he immediately gave Jesus a great feast in his own house. Why? Because all Levi wanted was Jesus. All he wanted was Jesus. How would he know that he would write the Gospel of Matthew? All he wanted was Jesus. And from being a despicable tax collector, he became the apostle who wrote one of the four Gospels in the Bible and introduced to us the Kingdom of God. In fact, the Gospel of Matthew was written primarily to the Jews, to the very people who hated him who condemned him for being a tax collector. God now used him and he became a gift of God to his people. Wow. But you may say, Pastor, I have already backslidden. My heart is cold. I can't even find my way back to God. I've been so busy with the pursuit of life and success. I've lost interest in the things of God. I've fallen so deep into temptations, into the ugliness of sin. Is there hope for me? Friends, with men, it may seem impossible, but with God, all things are possible. You see, the beautiful thing about this story of Levi was that the Pharisees and all those religious people were criticizing Jesus and the disciples for coming to Levi's house. But then, in that place, Jesus said this in verse 32. Of chapter 5, 
Jesus said, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. You, you are the one. Jesus is coming for you. He's here for you. He's still calling you today. He's still drawing you, leading you, urging you to come, 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 follow me. Come. Respond immediately. Won't you tell the Lord? Won't you respond to Jesus and tell the Lord, Jesus, draw me away. Draw me away, Lord, and I will run after you. Because all I want is you, Lord. All I want is you, Lord. Sometimes we make Christian, the Christian faith too complicated. But it's all about relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. Don't lose sight of your relationship with the Lord. Amen? I know that God is with you. I can sense God's presence right where you are. He's over here in this place. And this service, I want you to take time. Don't be in a hurry. Allow God to speak to you. Allow Jesus to come knocking on the door of your heart. Allow the Lord to draw you, to urge you, to impel you. Allow the Lord to come and lead you. Won't you open the doors of your heart and say, Jesus, Jesus, all I want is you. All I want is you. Maybe some of us, you have areas of your life that God has been speaking to you since that you must repent. Distractions that you must put down. Over the past many weeks, God has been speaking to your heart, drawing you, calling you. Don't delay. Respond immediately. And when you do that, something will change in your life. Now today, I ask Paul to prepare a song, a very short song, just four lines. But the words really express our longing for the Lord. And as we sing this worship song, I want you to mean every word with all your heart. Let it be a prayer from your heart all the way to heaven. Let it be a prayer, a cry for the Lord. Amen. Wherever you are, won't you close your eyes and let's lift your hands and let's pray in the Spirit for a while, shall we? Let's just reach out to Jesus. Jesus, you're enough for me. Your love has filled my heart. And as I stand right here in your presence, there's nothing I want more. Jesus, you're enough for me. Your love 
has filled my heart And as I stand right here in your presence There's nothing I want more Sing with it now Jesus, you're enough for me Your love has filled my heart And as I stand right here in your presence There's nothing I want more Jesus, you're enough for me I stand right here in your presence. There's nothing I want more. Friends, is that the crown of your heart? Oh, there's nothing I want more. But some of us, maybe because of this distraction, the pursuit of life, pressures of life maybe things happen they cause you to stumble maybe you are offended by someone you respect and all this cause your eyes your focus to be distracted and the Lord is so far away this this joy of your salvation. Maybe 20 years ago, it's no longer there. But I know, I can sense in my heart, you're crying out. I say, Lord, Lord, I can hear your calling. I can sense your tugging in my heart. Friends, if that's you, you know there are areas of your life that you need to come honestly before the Lord. Why not let's pour our hearts. Let's take a moment wherever you are. Pour your hearts out to the Lord. Let the Lord know that you are willing, you're willing, you're willing. You're willing to lose those bad habits. You're willing to lose those things that distracts you. Whatever it takes, there is a price. But what you gain is much more precious. It is worth it. Won't you surrender to the Lord even right now? Give Him all the thoughts that He is dealing with. Those emotions, anger, resentment in your heart. Won't you pour it out before the Lord right now? Make your home an altar. Make your home an altar even right now. Pour those sins, uncleanness. Only the Lord knows those areas of your life. Only the Lord knows. Won't you pour it out before the Lord right now? That's right, allow Jesus to come to wash you clean. He said, come, let us reason together. If your sin is as red as crimson, they'll be made as white as snow. 
Jesus, all we want is you. All I want is you, Lord. Take, Lord, take it all. That's right, you just pour yourself before the Lord. Empty your hearts before Him. Hallelujah. Let's just worship again with this song. coming in your soul be free from every oppression in your heart be free even right now in the mighty name of Jesus some of us you have been burdened by the sickness that you have been carrying you have been fighting let the Lord touch you just as like the woman with the issue of blood as she stretched and touched the clothes of Jesus, power went out of Jesus and filled her. And she was totally made well. Be healed right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for all my friends, all my brothers and sisters, those who are sick in your body. Lord, those who are carrying burdens, weight in your soul, be free even right now. Be healed in Jesus' name. There is healing in the presence of Jesus. There is deliverance in the presence of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. Jesus. Jesus, you're enough for me. Your love has filled my heart. And as I stand right here in your presence, there's nothing I want more. Hallelujah. How many of you, you say, all I want is Jesus. Shall we pray this prayer together with me? Save me, Jesus. I open my heart to you. Draw me away, Lord. Bring me into your secret chambers. Let me encounter you every day of my life. I want to see your face. I want to see your glory. From today onwards, I will follow you completely. I love you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. And all God's people say, Amen. Amen. Won't you give the Lord praise? Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Let us, in this season, make time, make room. Find a, a time, place where you can have silent solitude. And let's seek the Lord. Let's have first hand, first hand, first hand encounter with the Lord, like what Apostle Paul says. Amen. And that's the end of this week's podcast. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Email us at connect at chc.org.sg 